1: We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. The only F1 handicap you'll ever need. Here are your hosts, F1 technical analyst, Mikhail Miranda, and betting expert, Ben Wilson.
3: Hey everybody, it's another episode of the VEASAN Formula 1 betting podcast, and we're ready to roll, Mikhail Miranda. It is race week. We've done our long season preview. We're now ready to go, and here we go with race number one. It's the Bahrain Grand Prix. Coming up this weekend to kickstart the season. Uh, so, Mikhail's back. I'm Ben Wilson. We're with you all season, all 23 races, plus our season preview breakdown. So, uh, Mikhail, you've continued to binge drive to survive. You are ready. You have been crunching the numbers. Before we get into all the odds and everything, biggest takeaways from preseason testing that you view will have an immediate impact here on race one?
4: Oh, that will be Aston Martin on its ascension, as well as Red Bull. Absolutely going and dominating that field.
3: He's sipping the Kool-Aid. Alright, okay.
4: Hey, Red Bull have that dominance. We have seen that, that car has been tidy the moment it left the paddock, left the garage. It's good to go. They're ready to roll. Max Verstappen is ready for that third consecutive title. And Red Bull are ready to take back the seat that they've lost a couple of years ago, especially with that drought of Mercedes taking the constructors. So the one thing the big takeaway. Aston Martin on the ascension and looking really good in the hands of Fernando Alonso.
3: Miranda, he's buying in to the Fernando Alonso, Aston Martin resurgence here in, uh, in 2023. Again, if you missed our full season preview episode, that is available right now. Uh, we just got the new podcast feed up and, and running, so you might have missed that this might be the first one showing in your feed but go back we have the full season preview mikhail has his uh, long term the futures plays out i did find a little Charles leclerc five to one last night mikhail doing a little price shopping uh, again if you missed that that uh, original episode our first one that we recorded that uh, dropped yesterday we're recording here on tuesday midday we recorded one here at the start of the week full futures thoughts general large season preview for each of these race previews though We'll get into the the track specifically, any of the things to watch from how the course will line up for these teams and the drivers, and then we'll go into all the odds. So we kick things off here in Bahrain, Mikhail, where the teams have all been for preseason testing for the past week or so, so they should be all pretty well settled in. Last year was the dream start for Ferrari, went 1-2. Charles Leclerc had the clean sweep, got pole, won the race, had the fastest lap. His teammate Carl Steins was number 2, and then Mercedes went 3-4. It was a disaster start last year for the Red Bull team. They uh, both had uh, big big auto failures there in the, what was it, like with four laps to go? It was very late, late in the race. It was Bull-
4: very late in the race and it was uh, it was unprecedented to say that, that that's what happened because uh, Max Verstappen was looking really good. We saw a little bit of fighting there, a little bit of ex- exchange of positions between Charles and Max but unfortunately uh, the Red Bull engines sort of uh, had too much stuff going on. Max had, I believe, it was uh, the battery issues. As you, as you know, these cars are hybrids, so they have a battery and a petrol engine going. Which and
3: is- uh, Perez had the same same thing. Uh, and then the big surprise yeah. last year was the the Haas and Kevin Magnuson getting fifth in the first race of the year. So that was those were the results from last year. And remember, that was the first race with all the new regulations from a season go. so that we figured there was a lot of variance coming into last year. Now that we are back for a new season, Mikhail, how do you expect, at least as we get into the race, the track breakdown here, uh, which teams have benefited or have struggled with this track in the past? And uh, how do you expect that to manage?
4: So I think this opening season, this test, is... uh It's not like previous times where they've tested somewhere else and they've gone to a different race, right? I think Bahrain cannot be a good or bad track for anyone. It's going to be a level playing field for everyone. They've just spent three days testing. They've been here for a week already and now they're going into... uh, into into the race week and going to the weekends and just driving the car. So every team, every driver should be well acclimated with the track. There should be no issues. We should be seeing with these drivers and teams for getting their setups, right? Yes. I understand the preseason testing. Everyone's sort of hiding things, uh, to me again, as I said in uh, yesterday's episode that I believe Alpine are hiding a lot, a lot of face, a lot of things to come, but these teams have been here for a week now. They've already had three days to get uh, reacclimated with the track to get used to the time zone as well. So jet lag should not be an issue. So everyone should be performing at their A game. They should be good to go from the moment we hit free practice one and making sure that their cars are right. Uh, yes, we did see a lot of cars. They had to use all the tires in pre-season testing. They had the four Five compound range. Uh, Normally, each race weekend has three compounds. Uh, So you have from C1 being the hardest compound in the compounds, and C5 being the softest. Each race weekend has its own allocation in that range. So sometimes you could have the C, the C3 as being the softest compound of the race, and the next race it could be the hardest compound. So just be wary about that fact. I do have some qualifying simulation pace numbers and race simulation pace numbers given by Formula One that they've put out in their recent uh, articles and press releases. So just looking at that again, and also for my eyes when I was watching the pieces and testing, uh, teams are looking really good. They've had a lot of mileage around this track with AlphaTauri topping that with the most amount of miles and lap numbers around with both their drivers. So I see no issues Uh, with teams and drivers getting to this track, it it just comes down to who is the hungriest now, who is ready for this fight. Because again, as we mentioned, new rookies, new team principals, a lot of things going around. So just be ready. And, Going into this weekend, we already know that one of the season drivers will not be partaking in this first race, which is Lance Strow, given the injuries he suffered to his wrist in a bicycle accident. So we have Felipe Drogovic in for Aston Martin. So just pay attention to that. Know that when we get around to this, that it's going to be a little bit heavy here, but team should be good to go, and Felipe should have enough of running ready to go out with the Aston Martin.
3: Should be good to go. Famous last words from Mikhail Miranda. As as you just know, Mikhail, somebody's going to botch it. I I always think of, what was was it Nikita Mazepin? His first race at this track had crashed like three turns in. I mean, somebody always screws something up. It's the first race of the year. You have rookies, so I get it. Should be good to go. That's an operative word. We'll see how it actually works. Uh, By the way, before we get any further, I forgot to do this yesterday on our first episode because for... You now for, for how we're setting this up here, we're doing all of our, our race picks pre-qualifying. But, Mikhail, I know you always, you're somebody on your social media channels. You are going to, you'll post your full picks and then you also go back in after qualifying, right, and offer any other recommendations. So where can people follow you where, all, where your breakdowns are posted, both on the old Twitter machine and on uh, Instagram? I'm sorry for neglecting that yesterday, but we, we should give out your, uh, your socials here for people to follow.
4: Yes, absolutely. So I am on Twitter at Miranda B, and I'm also on Instagram at McCall Miranda. So you can go and follow me on those two platforms. I am looking to get into the TikTok game. Uh, I, I don't know how that works, but I, I'll get there for sure. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, I'm still a pretty old soul, all right? I've just gotten back to on social media. So you can find me there. And of course, I am looking at the odds uh, before race weekend and into race. weekend as well i'm also looking at stuff that i know of these drivers who does well who does not do well and if the numbers are in support of my theories and support of what my eyes are seeing as michael lombardi on the lombardi line and on the gm shuffle says your eyes cannot deceive you look at what they're doing just because the books have a number does not mean that's that's where they're valued at so you might get the great value for that so look so i use that i know my information i've been following this vote rigorously for the past six years so i'm well-versed with all the drivers coming in, especially from the junior ranks with the new rookies of uh, Nick DeVries, Oscar Piastri, I've seen the way they've raced. And when I see value, I give that value out.
3: Hey, I quoting Michael Lombardi on our, on our <laughs> second show of this podcast feed. <laughs> so uh, with that, let's get into the odds for the Bahrain Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, not a surprise. He is your odds-on favorite. Minus 120. I'm looking at uh, DraftKings odds, obviously, goes without saying, depending on... Where your jurisdiction is, what sportsbook you're looking at, likely these lines are going to fluctuate somewhat. But based on the DK odds, Verstappen minus 120, Leclerc plus 275, Lewis Hamilton of Mercedes plus 850. Those are the only three drivers uh, sub 10 to 1. Man, is it, is it hard on the first race of the year to want to pull a trigger at minus money, but especially pre-qualifying, Verstappen was second in qualifying last year before those, uh, the, the battery issues with the car late in the race. Uh, minus 120, is that uh, too rich of a price to want to lay with Verstappen before we've even seen anybody race this year?
4: So the numbers are quite rich for me, but they're also on par by what we are seeing. Again, he is two-time consecutive world champion, And Red Bull, as I said, their car just looks ready to go. It's like Christian Horner, who's the team principal at Red Bull, knew exactly what Red Bull needs, knows exactly what both his drivers and Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez, what they need to keep that title and for Red Bull to defend that title from the likes of Ferrari and Mercedes. And now, as I'm saying, the ascension of Aston Martin. So... That number is priced exactly where it's at. And uh, I'm, I'm a very value better. For me, it's like w- if I'm putting my money, I need it to make money. I don't want to lose money, right? So, yes, uh, Max Verstappen, safe bet, good to go, do you think? Yes, I do think he can win the race. But to me, I look at uh, other things, some more props that are a bit more fancy here and there, Ben, that sort of give me a bit more value and Know exactly what I want. So I know that Red Bull and Max look strong. DraftKings orders a double podium finish uh, in one of their props. That's one that I like. And I do believe that Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen can end up on the podium and anywhere on the podium. So it could be Max in first and Perez in 3rd, um Max uh, Perez 1-2, like anywhere on the podium, I do see Max and Sergio being on there. And this number of places that draftings is plus 135. Again, when you look at the odds coming up for DK, it offers you a wide, wide menu. So please look at what they're catering for you because sometimes seeing the top 10 which is the points finish is good the top three which is the podium finish is good So, so look around see what you believe uh i look at three things podium top 10 and for race winners now race winners uh i'd take that in tracks that I do believe that work well, that anyone in the backfield can come and just take this race win. So for this track, I don't see anyone behind third position sort of attacking and winning this race. So I'm looking at the top three: Max to be there, Sergio to be there, Lewis, maybe Fernando Alonso to be there. The likes of Charles Leclerc and Carlos science to definitely be in that fight because in qualifying pace. Right, Ferrari is third with just 0.29, so they're just two tenths shy of uh, this. Is in comparison to the leading contenders of Red Bull, so they're third. It's just a 33% deficit. But again, in low fuel conditions, Uh, sorry, in low fuel conditions, the Ferrari does excellent. So I'm looking at Ferrari to do well here in qualifying. So if you see plus money for uh, Ferrari, which I don't, because when I was looking at qualifying winner is uh fastest qualifier looking at it right now is actually Charles Leclerc at plus two hundred. I I, I would look at that.
3: So you would bet Leclerc to and that would be to get these his the pull for the second straight year essentially if you're betting that Leclerc two to one. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. But if you don't like qualifying and you don't know, especially since this is the season opener, we don't know where teams are actually because they've hidden their pace in the preseason testers, I completely understand that. So go with bets that seem a bit more safer but still have a value. So here's what I'm looking at. Red Bull, double podium plus one thirty five for sure. Now I have two top ten plays, Joe Guan Yu and the Alpha Romeo. The Alpha Romeo in preseason testing, yes they've had uh, some power unit issues in day three, but they have looked very well all round. Qualifying pace is good. Their race space is good. So I'm looking at them to Get into Q3 and finishing the points out there. Uh, Vautrey Bossas is at minus money for a top ten finish, so that sort of is like, I do. I really want to lay minus one fifty. That's more than Max Verstappen to win. I'm not touching that. That's that's too expensive for my taste. But Zhou Guan Yu, his partner, is plus one seventy five to be in the points in the top ten. So I will look at that. I will. I will. I like that one right there. Kevin Magnuson, we mentioned last season, he finished fifth in the race. Top ten over here, and the points is plus two fifty. If we look at K-Mag for even just a top six finish, we're looking at twelve to one for a for a top that six finish. Tasty. That is tasty. Uh we also know However, looking at the numbers that uh, the uh, F1 marks use, who does a lot of the cars and the technical directives out there for F1, putting out this in his articles, he does say that hearts have a 2.61 second race pace deficit. This is in comparison to the Red Bulls. But this is also, they are lost in race pace. And race based simulation. So uh, that does seem a bit concerning to me, but I do feel like Kevin Magnuson is a bit more used to the car. He is been there with Gunser in Haas before and especially with this cars being a little bit faster and everything I do believe that we can see the Haas fight their way into the points because again this is a midfield battle I do think they can do this so Kevin Magnussen top 10 plus 250 is a value bet if you're being a little bit more risky as I would say a little bit more ballsy that you want to go put some money 12 to 1 for a top 6 finish is not bad given the results that Kevin Magnussen achieved last season so you can look at that I'm staying away from the top six. The top 10 looks a bit more favorable to me. And I don't last mind that not whatsoever.
3: Late. I don't mind that at all, Mikael. Plus 250 on a guy who, who has done it in that car, that the car has shown a tremendous improvement over the last year and was fifth here last season. I I That's the one I, that jumped out to me where I was like, okay, I'm ready. And now that I.
4: Absolutely. And the last one, again, I'm very high on Aston Martin's aspirations where they're looking to go with this car. So Fernando Alonso for a podium finish, plus 250. I like that one. I know that one is a bit of a long shot, but again, sometimes you've got to risk a bit of money to make some money. Don't you, Ben? So looking at Fernando Alonso plus 250 for a podium finish does intrigue.
3: I, like I said at the top, you are drinking the Kool Aid of Aston Martin, and this is uh, first race for Fernando Alonso with the Aston Martin outfit, and you are you are betting on him to make a podium finish. By the way, just the full podium odds: Max Verstappen minus three sixty to finish on the podium, um, which just tells you where the where the market is at right now. Could not be much higher at the moment on on Max Leclerc minus one twenty five, Perez minus one ten. And then it's signs plus one twenty. So you have the to the two Ferraris pretty close there at two and four on the odds board. Then it's the two Mercedes: Lewis Hamilton plus one fifty, George Russell and Fernando Alonso each plus two fifty. Nobody uh, shorter than twenty eight to one outside of that. So that's what we're looking at uh, for podium finish. I just a couple of things that jumped out to me uh, as far as how the the market has reacted since these lines have been out. Man, is the market going against McLaren and Lando Norris, who has now been. I mean, he has been shorted to to the heavens here. He's now plus 110 just to finish in the points, Mikhail. Have we gone too far on on the hate for Lando with all the negativity around?
4: It's not hate for Lando. It's small concerns for McLaren. Th- what they promised to deliver last season did not happen. And looking at the preseason testing, Lando Norris in that car was struggling, fighting that car to turn. So... Plus 110, I think it should be plus 150, to be honest with you. Uh, McLaren just do not look like the outfit they are meant to be. They're eight-time constructor champions, with James Hunt prized with them. They've had Jackie X, they have had a lot of drivers for them where they've won championships. The McLaren outfit, the pedigree that they have, just doesn't seem to add up and translate into the recent years. And see how they can't deliver on the promise yet again for the start of the season is concerning. So it is very difficult for me to judge what uh, McLaren, what Oscar Piastri, and what Lando Norris can achieve given the package that M- McLaren has.
3: I mean, last year it was it wasn't a good start either. Ricardo was 14th, Norris 15th for for the McLaren to start out. Uh, just a couple other you know quick hitters here. So you're you're not in at all on Mercedes.
4: Yes, uh, Mercedes uh, seem to have a lack of pace compared to the Red Bulls. A an alarming lack of pace, I should say, given where they have been in previous seasons, right? What they've managed to achieve to still be this far behind. Red Bull and Ferrari, in terms of race pace and qualifying pace, is very contender to me. Looking at the race simulation pace given by Formula One again, again we're taking Red Bull to be the contenders. That's who we're measuring everyone against. Ferrari is just a tenth of a shy away from Red Bull, but Mercedes are three tenths shy from Red Bull. That is a forty-one percent deficit to Red Bull, whereas in Ferrari are just. deficit for Red Bull there is a discrepancy there Mercedes just lacked pace and this lack of pace has brought Aston Martin closer to Mercedes which is why I'm, I'm pretty high on Aston Martin right now it's just because Mercedes can't seem to keep their drivers happy with the pace and the car
3: By the way, speaking of Aston Martin, if you look at DraftKings, and some books have not changed this yet, but Lance Stroll is still available to bet. So do not bet that. And if you, most places, if you do, that will be refunded because most of these, most of the books, but make sure to check your house rules. You have to have the driver start for action. But again, there is no Lance Stroll in the race. What, some random. Biking accident, Mikhail. What are we doing? Come on. I mean, are F one drivers of the new Major League Baseball pitchers, just doing idiotic <laughs> things in the off season? Like, come on, man. I how, think how are I you know getting... who
4: you're talking about? Are you talking about the San Diego Padres? I, I might about? be.
3: Eh, maybe Joe <laughs> dropping a kettlebell on your foot. Uh, so just be be aware of that going in. And then the last question I have for you before we recap all your picks, Mikhail. So we and we talked yesterday. Just teams on the on the up, teams on the decline, at least from the. Pre the you know preseason notions here in the general narrative, Alpine is that just a total stay away? No no thing you want to get part of where Gasly is minus one ten to finish in the points and Ocon's minus one fifty. Just to, those are those are top ten numbers for
4: uh, the two Alpine. Uh, Alpine were very very promising last season, and coming into the preseason testing, they've hidden their stuff. I I know the potential of Alpine. Seeing what they did here was hiding a bit. Otmar oh, Zafna, who's the team principal at Alpine, by the way, seems to be a little bit uh, uh, happy, very, very content with the way both uh, drivers have been acclimated to the team. Right, uh, We see Pierre Gasly moving to his first season here with Alpine. It's an all-French driver lineup with an all-French team. Um, knowing what Alpine can accomplish... Uh, and seeing what they did in preseason testing, I know they're hiding pace. They have definitely turned down the engines, and I think it's for the engineers and for the drivers to just get used to the feel of the car. So when we come to free practice one, uh, we should see Alpine sort of be in the midfield or even maybe top the charts at some point during free practice and qualifying. Uh, it's, uh, it's not a stay away. It's for me to see what they have. I just don't know what...
3: What is being packed underneath the chest? I'll be honest. I Gasly minus one ten to finish in the points. That is that is what I'm looking at, and I'm I'm doing the hold me back, Mikhail, sort of deal. Like I want to bet that. Remember his uh, his his card literally uh, caught fire just uh, last uh, in the race last year. If you've watched Drive to Survive, they they do, they redocumented that, and uh, Gasly's uh, that was obviously as, as an Alpha Tauri driver. So this is his first race. Uh, now going over to Alpine. So anyway, uh, that that's one I'm I'm looking at. But that's what you're you're here for, Mikhail. You're watching all the practices, pre qualifying. There are, there are two sessions, which start actually three sessions. What that start Friday, so we'll be able to uh, track all that and you'll, you'll get the data out. But for now, as you recap your best bets, you are all in on Red Bull for race number one, double podium for Red Bull, and that can be any order for Stapp and Perez. Can be one, two, two, three, one, three, either driver, whatever order. That's plus one thirty-five at DraftKings. Uh, that is play number one. You are also you are in on Fernando Alonso and the Aston Martin uh, plus two fifty to finish on the podium. So you're what you're gonna is your official race pick. You're gonna go what Max one Perez two uh, Alonso three. Is that your thought here?
4: Actually, my thought is Max one Fernando two wow. Perez three.
3: Fernando two in his first race in Aston Martin, and then a couple of surprise picks to finish in the top ten. Zoguan Yu in the Alfa Romeo plus 175 and Kevin Magnussen in the Hots plus 250 to finish in the top 10. So, look, if we're thinking as we just, you know, as we make our final observations of this race, Mikhail, if we're thinking this goes Red Bull one, two, three in some order, Aston Martin in the top three as well. Ferrari, you figure are going to be you figure in the points. It's, you can't really bet that because they're both very very heavily priced. Uh, Leclerc minus five hundred and Signs minus four fifty. So you figure those those three teams uh, make up the top five. We have no idea what really to expect about that backup driver, Felipe drugovic then you go what probably the two Mercedes somewhere in the points, and then you're thinking, then you think Zoe, uh, Zoe, and then uh, and you know and then you, and then you talked about Magnuson making the top ten. So who are who are some of the popular drivers then that you see uh, not making it then if. if You're betting on some of those guys with plus So if
4: I'm seeing drivers not to make it, I'm looking at Yuki Tsunoda for sure. I'm going to be looking at uh, Logan Sargent. This is his first outing in Formula 1 with the Williams team. Uh, All-American driver, very excited to come, especially with the American acquisition of the team with uh, Doris on Capitol a couple of seasons ago. Uh, That's interesting to see. Uh, Nick DeVries is uh, iffy. If, If he can get the right pace, we might see him. I'm going to look at Felipe D- uh, Drogovic to not make it in there. Uh, we're also going to be looking at the likes of maybe Nico Hulkenberg not making in there. It, it's going to be a fight between Nico Hulkenberg and Kevin Magnussen. It's going to be a fight between Esteban and Pierre Gasly. We, we, if you watch their race history since they were karting when when they're young lads, get into the sports and into F3, F2, they seem to have a bit of a history in racing. So, uh, I'm, uh, one of them might knock each other out over there. So it's you have to watch the team dynamics and how these uh, driver pairings have raced prior if they've raced in the same class as well, right? So Duker Hockenberg is making his comeback since 2019 uh, 2018. It's been a while since he's been here in Formula One. Yes, he did do some outings and cover for Sebastian Vettel and the Aston Martin last season. But still... Uh, this is his first time driving for Haas with the new technical directives in a in a long time, and him being a full time season. So, I don't see Nico Hoppe coming straight out from the gate to smash his way up into the points like what Kevin Magnussen did, but um, you never know. But I, I still don't see that happening. And Felipe Drogovic, as I said, so again, Yuki Sinoda, Felipe Drogovic, Nico Hulkenberg, maybe Pierre Gasly, West Bon going to look out there. And Yuki Sonoda. those are my drivers that I don't see finishing in the points. But uh, the,
3: you're not you're not going to see me betting on the rookies in their first ever race whatsoever. I don't I don't care. Just uh, that's on principle. And for the most part, drivers are now in new teams. Now Alonso, you can make I think you can make a pretty good case, right? That for as veteran uh, a driver as anybody who has if if there's somebody who's going to come into a new team who is testing very well in preseason and get on a podium It's a guy like that so
4: also i just want to make this uh statement the pre-qualifying odds that we see up right now as of uh, tuesday february 28 at 3 p.m that we're recording local time for us uh these odds will close on friday 3rd march at 3 30 a.m this looks like psc uh which is uh, pacific time so be aware of where you are and when your odds close because they seem to close right before free practice one starts and if you if you see a number that you really like and like let me wait till free practice and then you get on there to see the odds aren't up it's because they close all the odds to qualifying that's when they re-pop back up because now everyone's in their grit slots ready to go for the race on sunday That's a very good distinction. Thank you. Thank you for making that, uh, Mikhail.
3: So, as we're off and running for the 2023 season, make sure to uh, hit the subscribe button on your podcast feed, rate, review, like our podcast. Let us know what else. If there's anything else you want us to uh, to cover and talk about, we I feel like we're pretty comprehensive, Mikhail. You could talk about any any. We could do F three if you really wanted to. Uh, So, those are the again the plays from Mikhail. When he'll have these posted as well on his Twitter. Um, our, our, what is your official title? Your, our Formula One, because uh, you're not like just a betting. What, are, what do you calling yourself? You're the.
4: So um, everyone around the network is sort of come to consensus of the F1 technical analyst. Technical what analysts. Well, okay. you're the betting expert because you do a lot of betting. You, you're on a lot of shows. You host a lot of them. So you're well versed. You just need my expertise in Formula One to help aid with the bets. <laughs>
3: Okay, that yeah, that's that's a nice way of, of phrasing it, uh, Mikhail Moretta, technical Formula One, technical analyst. That that sounds very pseudo technical director, but uh, but whatever. Well, we'll uh, we'll give it to you. So uh, for the the first race, we're ready to go. Thanks so much for uh, for listening here, and we co- we come back. This will st- this will start things off, uh, Mikhail. It's it's going to be a long. It's going to be a long journey for us, but it uh, goes all the way through November. We have the Las Vegas Grand Prix this year, but hopefully we cash some winners here throughout the show. And look, today, I mean, we give out four different plus money picks. So it's not like we're just going to go chalk at the top of the board. We, we're looking for the value. Uh, we are looking for plays where we, we feel like the market is maybe a little bit off. And usually, you know, in ge- regardless of sport, first race, first event of any sort of year is when the markets are at their softest because there's just not as much known and there's not as much data to go off of. So, Uh, With that being said, Mikhail, best of luck with your plays. I'm excited to uh, follow along here this this weekend. I do love I love your uh, your Magnuson play there. Top ten at uh, plus two fifty will be. I'm gonna ride alongside you with that one. Uh, So for Mikhail, I'm Ben. We will uh, see you. uh, Well, when is our when uh, when are we back, Mikhail? We have what? uh, We'll we'll obviously recap the race, and we've got a couple weeks till uh, week number two here in uh, in the F1 season.
4: Yeah, so we so the first race to Bahrain is uh, this weekend, and uh, we come back uh, around March 17th. So we're looking at a close in two weeks' time, absolutely. All right, looking forward to
3: that. Okay, best of luck with all the plays. We are pumped. 2023 season underway as you're listening to the VEASAN Formula 1 betting podcast. Uh, best of luck with all the plays. We'll see you back here on the feed in a couple of weeks.
1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff died back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.